In this episode of Novel Predictions, Kales and Allison rename the characters of the books. That's what I'm, I'm hoping, because I would like this cinnamon roll to win. Yeah, and not Aspen. Not asshole Aspen. Asshole Aspen versus cinnamon roll Maxim. <laughs> Mushy Maxim. Mushy Maxim. Mushy Maxim. Mushy Maxim. Yes, that's perfect. Mushy Maxim versus asshole Aspen. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. Welcome to Novel Predictions. I'm Kales, and I am rereading the selection this month. And I'm Allison, and I'm reading it for the first time. Can you YA lovers out there believe that she has never read the selection? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like a staple. Yeah, especially with how much YA I have read. Mm-hmm. It's pretty surprising. I had, we posted about it on our book club for Novel Predictions, and I had a coworker come up to me a couple hours later and be like, excuse me? What? You haven't read the selection? How is that possible? Well, I'm here now, and I don't have a choice. Yes, you you are. (laughs) And you always have choices, but... No. Not not, not in this instance, no. no. Not in this instance. Not in the slightest. So, (laughs) welcome to Novel Predictions. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. So excited to have you here. So excited to have you join us and our wonderful, amazing listeners. We have a book club on Goodreads um, that you should join and follow. We also are on Twitter and Instagram. And now that Allison's back in the country, those will actually get posted on um, because Kales doesn't do that portion. Kales edits, Allison does social media, which works out really nicely for us. Um, but we are at Novel Prediction on both Twitter and Instagram. You should check us out there. You know, leave your own predictions. That's also what the Goodreads book club is for and essentially what this podcast is is a test of our friendship (laughs) and an experiment of sorts an experiment of sorts that we've been doing now for over a year yeah and it started when we traded reading lists for a month and that was too much but we liked the it was awful (laughs) but we liked the idea of branching out of our comfort zones and you know, actually reading the book that your friend tells you that you should read. Yeah. And yeah. And so we created novel predictions where one of us picks a book each month that the other one has never read. And the first episode, which is this episode, is where we give them a percentage of the book to read. And then they have to predict what they think is going to happen in the rest of the book. The next episode, which will be in two weeks on Christmas Eve, mind you, (laughs) we will, um, we will, see how incorrect or correct Allison is with her predictions. We'll finish the book over the next two weeks. So it's essentially a book club, which is why we have the Goodreads book club, which is super cool. Um, And this is our last book of 2019, which is really interesting. And I just feel like I need to turn it over to you to hear what is your first impression of this book? Okay, well, I have some thoughts. Should we read the summary just to remind everybody what it's about? That's probably a good idea. Okay. So The Selection by Kira Cass. Uh, This is the Goodreads um, summary. And it says, For 35 girls, the selection is the chance of a lifetime. The opportunity to escape the life laid out for them since birth, to be swept up in a world of glittering gowns and priceless jewels, to live in a palace and compete for the heart of gorgeous Prince Maxon. But for America Singer, being selected is a nightmare. It means turning her back on her secret love with Aspen, who is a cast below her, leaving her home to enter a fierce competition for a crown she doesn't want, living in a palace that is constantly threatened by violent rebel attacks. Then America meets Prince Maxon. (laughs) Gradually, she starts to question all the plans she's made for herself and realizes that the life she's always dreamed of may not compare to a future she never imagined. Yeah. So it's I'm just smiling so cheekily <laughs> right now. I cannot fucking wait for this. So, okay. I know So right, wait, whatever. So, America Singer, there's a cast system. It's all very Hunger Games. Like I was reading it at first and I was like, "Okay, well, so this is just Hunger Games." Like it's 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 it belongs in that same that same trilogy dystopian yeah it was also very trend that was happening in the the 2000s yeah it's very uglies oh god it's very uglies i hadn't even thought about that until just now 
Um, it's very uglies. The caste system, you know, is, of course, horrible and arbitrary. Um, but things that, you know, stood out to me the most was I don't like Aspen. He's kind of an asshole. And I think he's oh. anno- being emotionally abusive and manipulative. Whoa. Yep. Fully. Like, I highlighted passages and I was like, are you for fucking real? This is abuse. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, so there's no rooting for him. So that actually will probably make me feel better. Well, maybe not. Maybe I'll be mad later if she decides to be like, oh, but I still love him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't like him. And I don't, I don't really have any strong feelings about America yet. I don't feel like we know much about her other than her infatuation with this boy mm-hmm. so i'm hoping we get a little bit more of who she is other than musically talented because <laughs> that's really yes that is a she's thing she's musically talented and in love with the boy who's below her caste system and that's it i mean it's hard because like th- so we read through chapter eight and at the end of chapter eight she like gets off the plane and is about to, like, go to the palace, but she hasn't gotten there yet. So I haven't even seen the setting for this goddamn book. I'm sorry. (laughs) I couldn't give you more than that because then I'd be giving you, like, almost 50% of this book. Like, I gave you a third of it. I know. But, yeah, so it was, like, I don't have a setting, really. Like, I know it's the palace, but I don't know. It's a castle. Right. I don't know if it's going to be, like, the servants are on her side or, you know, like, what the dynamic's going to be. Um, I know there's rebels who potentially will attack their palace because it sounds real shitty. I mean, it doesn't sound like a great place to live. Um, The entire scene with the guy who comes to, like, make her sign a contract or, like, um, an agreement that she's a virgin. Yep. And then is like, yeah, but if Prince Maxon wants to have sex with you, like, you can't say no. Yeah, uh, I forgot that was a yeah, thing. Yeah, I was like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, I read that part and I was like, oh, 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 2012, we have a problem. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, and then, like, the reaction when she told Aspen was like, I'm sorry, that sucks. I didn't realize yeah. you'd have to do that. Instead of, like, unholy anger. I mean, yeah, so that part really threw me through a loop. I don't know how I'm going to reconcile that. That's fair. I'm just hoping that he ends up being like a good person and would never do that, even though. Like, do you think Maxim's going to end up being a good guy or do you think he'll be a dick? I think he'll probably be a good guy because Aspen. He has to be in. Right. He has to be enticing enough to create an infamous love triangle. You know what I mean? And I think Aspen is like the asshole interesting like, that's how he comes off to me every description like so they're talking about when they're making out and he's like gripping her hard enough that she's surprised she doesn't have bruises and like um he oh that's some twilight shit yeah right there. and and she's talking about how he has such a short temper and like he's really trying she's so proud of him for trying so hard not to scream at her and like all these things and then the just absolute manipulation of him being like, I love you forever and we're totally going to be together. And the second she does anything that might hurt his pride, he's like, actually, never mind. This is not going to work. I I hate him. <laughs> so You're allowed. You're so allowed. So I feel like that's not how I'm supposed to feel. But in terms of like the how the, how the story is supposed to progress. But right. my current feelings are America is like a blank slate. I don't really know anything about her. Uh, Aspen is a like baby bitch (laughs) (laughs) who cannot handle the fact that he is not going to make as much money as the woman he wants to be with. And so he's just like, this is not going to work. That was something that did also bother me too. I was like, what? What? I'm supposed to provide for you. You're not supposed to provide for me. I'm the man. Like literally, I think he said those words. And I was like, well, you're, you're canceled. Like we're done with you. Yeah. Piss off. Right. And she's like, I was like gonna give up everything to be with you, and you're just gonna be a bitch about it. I don't 
Yeah. So yeah. So he's I'm there's no team Aspen on the roster for me. Fair enough. Um, and then I we haven't met Maxim, but I think like you see him on TV or whatever, and he's probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's certainly performing clearly. Yes. Um, but I feel like it's gonna be one of those things where. He's, like, really worried about what his parents think and, like, how he's being perceived. But then under it all, he's, like, a soft, squishy cin- cinnamon <laughs> roll. Squishy bo- a cinnamon roll squishy boy. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm hoping because I would like this cinnamon roll to win. Yeah. And not Aspen. Not asshole Aspen. Uh, asshole Aspen versus cinnamon roll Maxim. <laughs> Mushy Maxim. Mushy Maxim. Mushy Maxim. Mushy Mag- yes, that's perfect. Mushy Maxim versus Asshole Aspen. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. Um, what about the the society and this sort of? It is very Hunger Games. Yeah. You said, but like, what about the selection? I mean, it's fucked for sure. Um, I also think it's interesting that they like basically sell royal daughters off as you know treaties with other countries, yeah. which is a thing that has mm-hmm. happened in our universe and probably still does but that the boys don't they both both have to pick somebody from the country to marry and then i feel like there's a lot less choice involved on his end as well even though there's all these women competing for his hand or whatever he only gets to pick from those 36 women 35 and yeah yeah so it's like he doesn't actually get to pick who he loves he has to decide to love one of these people well but isn't that very bachelor? I hate the bachelor. Oh. You know, that's but that's what I'm saying. Like it it's it's so manufactured that it doesn't seem possible that it could be real, like that the emotions could be as genuine as they might be with somebody outside of this weird world. Right, but isn't that what like theoretically America's going to represent for him because she is the lowest caste going into it? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, they make a big deal out of her being, like, she's a five. That's, like, a big fucking deal. Right. Like, that's fine or whatever. But I'm just saying that Maxon could have fallen in love with somebody that, you know, like, a childhood friend or um, okay. somebody he... One of the serving right, girls. somebody or... he met, whatever, in a natural way and, like, is not afforded that opportunity. So what I'm kind of... I guess what I'm saying is, like, he... It's pitiable in my opinion, that he has to do this method when there are other avenues for finding your person. It's, like, almost as bad as the princesses, I guess, is what I'm thinking. Interesting. Yeah, I feel bad for him already. He might make my, yeah. me change my mind, but at this point, like, I feel bad for the women involved because it's, like, kind of horrifying. And also And for it's him. pivoting girls against each other. Oh, yeah. And the fact that they're told, like... It's not in the rules, but, like, if he requests something of you, you have to do it, pretty much. Yeah. It's just I, truly I didn't terrifying. like that part. I re- really, like, me reading it again, I was like, oh, oh, this is, oh, this is a problem. Yeah, and I can't imagine reading that as a teenager and being like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. Like, I've been exposed to horrible literature and like choices and stuff but i don't know it seems like something that's really explicitly weird in a teen book well it that's what's it's coming off right now there's a have you been on twitter about the the um gymnastics romance book that's going around right now do you have any idea Mm -hmm. okay so there's this gymnastics romance book that is getting a lot of fucking flack right now because the love interest is 32 and she's 16. No, no, thank you. And originally the author wanted to make her 12. Wait, was this the author that somebody read her fan fiction and she had like the same like age difference thing going on there? Or is this a different thing? I don't know about that. I don't know about the fan fiction portion, but I know that the thing that's going on right now is that they're saying that that it's the author was arguing that in the book, the relationship between because it's a coach and a gymnast. Ew, that makes it so much worse. Yeah, that because it was consensual and she wanted it and, you know, she was okay with it, 
that people shouldn't be pissed about the age difference and people are like okay yeah no it's he's groomed her yeah it's rape there's she has no idea what consent is at 16 to a 30 year old man it's 32 year old man it's different when it's like a 16 year old and a 16 year old who are both idiots like and then then the the author came back and was like well lolita's a romance and then that shot off a whole (laughs) other thing um and i could have killed someone when i heard Uh that and why I'm bringing that up is this idea of not – I'm not bringing it up for the age gap. I don't fucking care about the age gap when it is between adults. Sure. But she's not an adult. No. Um, my point was of bringing that up was that it was an interesting – it's been an interesting conversation nowadays in romance, which this is one. Yeah. Um, it will eventually get a happy ending. And the thing about it is is that – this whole like controlling notion of like you have to do what the guy says like when that when I read that it just jumped out in my head I was like wow why is this going around a lot right now what is going on and then I also just listened to an episode of you're wrong about which is one of the best fucking podcasts ever and I've been going back and listening to their old ones about Tammy Faye Baker and Jessica Hahn who it was this whole like evangelical sex scandal thing and, she, you know, Jessica Hahn was, like, 20 years old and this, like, older gentleman, like, was raping her and telling her that, like, what's good for the sheep is good for the... Or what's good for the shepherd is good for the sheep and, like, all this shit. And, Horrifying. Right. And so when I was reading this today, I was like, oh, God fucking damn it. And I am comfortably able to say that I wouldn't give a you this book to read if something like that happened. I figured that. Because it's a one-liner. Yeah. And I think it is meant to establish um, her, like, dislike of these. Dislike of the rules and also to establish the world. And, like, you know, she's going into it. Well, she's going into it. She's been given this expectation of you have to do what he says. And so they're, like, setting up the rules of this dystopian society only to break it down Right, they're setting up the dynamic of you have to do what he says. And she's going to be like. No, and then Fuck and no. he's gonna be like, "Oh, I, I, that's intriguing." Exactly. Yeah, sure. And yeah, and so I just wanted to clarify that. But then also now that we're talking about it, I'm like, God, that's been coming up a lot in my world lately. It's like one of those things where you notice like the number twenty three, and then you see it everywhere, and I'm like, "No, oh, this is uncomfortable." Yeah. I wish it just didn't have to be about sex, though. I wish it could have been like, if he wants to go on a date with you, you have to say it because he's the prince. Like, I, I, that's not better at all. Um. That's like how I was told when I was younger that if a boy asks you out, you have to say yes to at least the first date because he had the courage to ask you out. What? And yeah, that was a thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, luckily, no one ever asked me out ever. <laughs> so it worked out fine. Um, y- you laugh, but it's true. I, Seth is the only person to ever ask me on a date ever. Oh, yeah, like on a date. Well, yeah, because because the my other two relationships asked me to be their girlfriend. Right. Yeah, because... So it got much more serious more quickly, yeah. whereas Seth is the only person to even ask. Like, I've never I've never been asked out by, like, a person that uh, anybody ever. And so it worked out just fine. I never had to say yes to somebody I didn't want to. That feels so I even gross. said no to Seth a couple of times. It huh? feels so gross. I, I hate yeah. That. Okay. It's a little anyway. gross. Well, here's, here's the thing about this book is that it's – I'm scared now that it's not going to hold up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, super fucking scared. Well, so how did you feel reading it, like – well, again. I was, I was like, I was once again reminded of my hate of America Singer. I fucking hate this protagonist. I think she sucks. <laughs> um, I read this book for the side characters whom you haven't really met right. yet. When you meet the other girls, they're the fucking best. Um, and I read it because I loved the concept. Because to me, Hunger Games was brilliant in... The concept of this reality TV show pitting girls against pitting pitting kids against one another. Sure. But because I love The Bachelor and this dystopian world, I that's why I picked it up in the first place. Was because I was like, oh, I love this idea of this dystopian televised bachelor type of story, and this sort of behind the scenes is something that always is attractive to me. Sure. And that that's why I liked it. Um, I will also say that I hate the ending to the entire trilogy. It's one of my least favorite. Like, I rant about it to this day. Okay. Um, 
And that, but what I love about it, like I said, is I love the side characters. It's, I keep it all because it keeps me, it was happy and fuzzy for a lot of it. Um, because the person that I was on a certain team for, I really liked. And the guys. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm kind of hoping. And then, yeah. I'm kind of hoping. And this is like getting into a kind of prediction headspace. We're going to get there. But yeah. I'm kind of hoping that Aspen isn't one part of this love triangle and that there's like another person. That's fair. Like, I'm hoping there's like a palace guard or something. Like a Kale yeah. Dorian situation. Situation. Yeah, that's fair. Because he's. Uh, I hate him so much that if he becomes part of this, I'm going to throw him across the room. That's, yeah, okay. Because he's, he's so annoying. Like, mm-hmm. I, like in this, you know, 75 pages I read, I don't want to see him again. Like, I'm cool with him just staying where the fuck he is. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair well, and understandable. We'll and I, no, and I will say that, like, I did fall into this split of a love triangle um, when I first read the book um, because I felt this weird sense of, loyalty to Aspen like she was with him first so she had to stay with him which just also makes my thinking wrong um because I was reading this again and I was like oh honey okay let's let's go let's leave this one (laughs) let's leave this one but I also think that's part Um, of part of that is like being younger when you read it for the first time yeah I think so too and I think that we were just like conditioned for love triangles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Hunger Games had it. Twilight had it. It was like a fucking staple of YA at the time. Yeah. Which is, I also feel like another name for our podcast is like, you know, deconstructing books from our childhood. <laughs> um, or like a good podcast title of does it hold up? Um, anyway. So do you have any other thoughts that you want to give it? Before we go into the predictions, any other first impressions you want to offer up? Um, the only other thing I... What do you think of her family? Yeah, I say, oh, I'll ask about her family. The only thing I can really think of is, like, her mom bugs me. Um, But I get it, I guess. She just, like, wants her to have the best life she can. Mm-hmm. But I... And I like her dad. I like that her dad is, like, opposite of that, where she's like, I'm supporting you. But, right. <laughs> but like, it's such a, I don't know, overused dynamic of, like, pitting the parents against each other in their desire for what their kid, like, should prioritize. Right. That I kind of was like, okay, whatever. And then... It's very Pride and Prejudice parents. Yeah. And then also... I was like, yeah, her dad's like, I want you to marry who you love. But he's also like, but I do really need this money. Like, yeah. So that was kind of like, man, that sucks. Like, and unhelpful. Yeah. (laughs) Like, so you're saying you're saying all these things to me, but you're not, you know, making an effort to help me do the things you say I should be allowed to do. You're just kind of letting me get swept along by your wife, who is the more powerful in this conversation just because you're letting, like, you're not asserting any kind of opinion against her. Yeah, so, for real. So that kind of bugged me. I I mean, her sister is, like, so, such a, like, little sister trope that yeah, I was like, okay, she's just, like, a, she's a cardboard there. cutout. <laughs> I think we're going to find a lot of cardboard cutouts in this one, and I'm starting to think that this might have been a bad selection. <laughs> I had to make it once. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you want to make some predictions now? I guess. What is that? I well, guess. I'm, uh, yeah. It's, I'm scared. It's okay. I'll I'll do what I can do with what I have. Oh, oh okay. Well, I don't like have the setting or like any of the side characters. There's a bunch of women. <laughs> They're all very stereotypical. It's in a castle. <laughs> they can't leave the castle unless they are banished it and removed from the selection. Right. Okay. Feel better? Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh god okay i really couldn't give you more because i already gave you a third of the book no, it's, so it's, fine. it's all good or what feels like i oh i gave you i probably i might have been able to give you like one more chapter because it's like 300 pages so i maybe could have given you 100 pages but that just felt that like so like fucking lot, much yeah it right all right well let's do questions let's go with our first question um here at novel predictions we have a series of questions that kind of follow 
the hero's journey, so to speak, um, and how are a couple of different prompters for what we to help the predicty predictor along. Yes, uh-huh. that was the worst description of this podcast it ever. Was beautiful. It was so bad. Anyway, the first question on our list is, does the main character fall in love? Yes. With who? Okay, so she's already in love with Aspen. Aspen the asshole. Yes. She's going to fall in love with Maxon. Okay. She's going to end up with Maxim. Okay. I think. In the end of, like, the trilogy. Yeah, okay, because I will be honest with you and say that this whole selection process takes three fucking Well, I books. can tell that based on the naming conventions of the books, right? So yes. the first book is the selection, the second book is the elite, which they've explained is the top ten. Yep. And then the third book is called One, which like... The One, right? So yeah. like if she was, if she become, if she marries into the royal family, she becomes, a, she goes to the One cast. And it's literally her in a white dress on the right. cover. So... When they said those words and I realized that, I was annoyed because really, it's going to take three books to get through this fucking reality TV show. Come on. Yep. Come the fuck yep. on. Well, that's why I almost made you read all three of them, but <laughs> but, but but we're not going to do that. God, that. We're probably, what's probably going to happen, my prediction for this episode is that we're going to read this first one, you're going to fucking hate it, and I'm going to end up telling you how the rest of the series yeah, ends. Yeah, probably. And the spinoff series. Yeah, about her child or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she's going to end up with Maxon, but hopefully, like, as a powerful couple in this world, they can affect some change, maybe? Yeah. Um, I think, I do think Aspen's probably going to show up again and, like, cause fucking problems, because that's what love triangles are for. How do you think he'll do that? I think he's probably... So he's a six. Yeah. So he's like a servant. Yeah. So he'll probably come be a servant at the palace and be like, mm. hello, now I'm here. I'm here. And she's going to be like, God damn it. I've spent a month or two not dealing with you and now it's all confusing. <clears throat> I also think, which I'm just saying this now so I don't forget to talk about it later, is I think that he's going to be part of like the rebellion or some shit. Aspen's part of the rebellion. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, she falls in, she ends up with Max and maybe it's not quite clear who she is going to end up with at the end of this book though. Yeah. All right. What tropes do you think you'll see? Oh my God. All of them. Yeah. We're already, we've listed a lot. <laughs> okay. Love triangle. We got a sister. Yeah. Love triangle. Um, little sister. The like a uh, pushy social climber mom. Yeah. Um, the, handsome charismatic on camera but like actually a shy soft boy royal mm-hmm. the like rebellious harder shell other part of the love triangle there's gonna be some like catty female bullshit because Kay. it's a competition with 35 women mm-hmm. uh there's probably also gonna be um a couple, at least one, hopefully, like, good female friendship. Yeah. I fucking hope so, because if you don't get that with 35 women in a house, it's going to be real hard. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Probably the, like, royal parents want one thing, but prince wants another thing. Yep. Di- dynamic. All fair things. All fair things. <laughs> I also would bet that in the end, it's not Maxon who gets to choose, but the king. Um, oh. You know, like, he doesn't actually get as much say as they think he does. Yeah. So there's going to be some, like, fighting for America to stay or whatever. She's probably, like, the one, you know, they pull, like, one girl from, like, the lower three casts to be like, look, it's fair. And then. Right. It'll, she'll be like a, you know, whatever, like a figurehead for that. Um, yeah, she's like the black girl. <laughs> yeah, she's the di- like the diversity hire um, yeah. of the selection. And of that, you know, that time period, right. that's where the, that happened. Right, exactly. The designated 
gay friend, designated black friend, designated diversity representative. Yeah, so I think, so it'll be like somebody's going to have to fight for her to stay because she's supposed to go out in the fourth round or whatever as long, so she like stays long enough so that it seems random. Do you, I want to jump in here with a question about the TV show aspect. Yeah. Do you think that's going to play a significant part? And if so, how so? Probably. The fact that, like, this is being broadcasted. My guess would be that Maxon interacts with her differently when they're on camera than not. Yeah. So then she has to, like, reconcile that and figure out, search her emotions. Right. Which is why I think, like, it's a good... Uh, trope question because that does fall into that very easily yeah Mm -hmm. and i do think it's probably not scripted but like you know how on those reality shows they'll like producers will like say something or like oh yeah or whatever like cut things to look a certain way i bet that happens too yeah okay is there a mentor if so how did they meet i have no idea if there's a mentor because i we haven't entered the palace so i haven't like seen anyone well, I think you could also, like, throw out there that, like, that anticipated female friendship you were talking about. Yeah. Maybe isn't, like, a mentor, but, like, is a lifeline? Yeah. I feel like because of America's cast, she's probably going to connect with the servants or, like, at least a, mm-hmm. a servant or two in a way that some of the other girls won't. And there may be yeah probably like yeah probably like that trope of like oh you're exceptional because you're nice to the help right yeah so I feel like maybe she'll find a mentor in like her lady's maid or oh you know yeah. like somebody who spends a lot of time with her um trying to teach her like how to be in this arena right that's like the only kind of thing I can think of because I don't know what else she would be mentored on yeah. Uh, well, what about on the society? You yeah, know? but she knows She's... what she she lives in the society. She knows what it's about. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, like the castle society, like having to be like a level one case. Then that's what I'm saying. Like the, the oh the, yes, the okay. person who ends up telling her like, oh, you wear your gloves for these occasions and you use this fork. And, oh like, yes, okay. that kind of thing is the only thing I can yeah. really see being mentored. Okay, I like it. Who's going to die? <laughs> I hope it's Aspen, but I know it's not going to be. <laughs> God, I hate him so much. Wow, you, you, just, this is a lot of I hate. highlighted passages. Let me look at them. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is um school time with Allison of, she's defending her thesis of Aspen the asshole. So, okay, here we and... go. Here's, well, I highlighted one passage about Aspen. The other one I highlighted was, and artists and classical musicians were only three steps up from dirt, literally. Okay. Um, no. We threw in a literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm like, is it literally? I don't think it is. Um, so the quote I highlighted from Aspen where I was like, and we're done, was, <laughs> quote, and I love you. He kissed me slowly to make his point. And if you love me, you'll do this so I won't go crazy wondering what if. Oh, God. Oh, God. I was like. And if you love me, you'll do this so I won't go, go crazy. And then the next line Just, is literally like, oh, he made it about him. I can't I can't resist when he does that. Like, I couldn't hurt him. Oh, God. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, I'm going to throw up. What? Okay. I'm going to take a pause here and be like, doesn't this, this, this worries me. Yeah. About what, what. What kind what, of examples I, are being shown here? What kind of examples? Yeah. Like, that's, I was like thinking to myself, I was like. If I didn't know how this ended, I'm really regretting recommending it to people. Like, right. <laughs> well, isn't that so fucked? That's why I was saying it's like an uh, he's being emotionally abusive because that's totally like a line of like, oh, if you leave me, I'll commit suicide yeah. or something. You know, like that's yeah, it's, I, that's a drastic if one, you but love still, me, you'll that's do an example. Blank is like yes. a classic emotional manipulation technique and like an abusive relationship. Tr- red flag shit and that's all i could think of this whole time and he did several other things that were on that same line like and and the whole time when he was like when she brought him all those pastries that she made and he and he and he was like 
you can't you're not supposed to provide for me i'm the man you're like degrading me basically yeah this isn't good this isn't gonna work i'm gonna pull the plug yeah i remember because see that's the thing is that like i when i was reading the book i remember not necessarily liking aspen all that much but why i was so like adamant about that was because I wanted her to, like, defy the society and I wanted her to, like, not do the thing that they had told her to do. You know what I mean? Like, she would, it, what, Maxim wasn't her choice and, right. you know, and she had been with Aspen for so long and I wanted her to stay loyal with him. But then at the same time, I'm rereading it now and I'm like, oh, shit, fuck. Like, at this point, the boy's got to change. We got to meet someone else or Maxim better be, like, the sun on all high. Like, it's... It wasn't great. Yeah, literally. Here's what it says. It says, America, I'm supposed to be providing for you. It's humiliating for me to come here and have you do all this for me. But I give you food all the time. Your little leftovers. You think I don't know better. I don't feel bad about taking something you don't want. But you have have to. I'm supposed to. Aspen, you give me these things all the time. You provide for me. I have all my pennies. And then he's like, you think pennies matter? Blah, 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 blah. Wow. It's really, I mean, honestly. There's a problem. It's a problem. So maybe he'll die. Anybody else? <laughs> I really want him to die. He's not going to, but he, well, maybe in the end. God, I want to tell you the ending I so really badly. I really hope that her, like, <sighs> I hope her little sister doesn't die, but, like, I can totally see it happening as a catalyst for some action she has to take. Oh, very much like Rue. Yeah, like maybe her, because they were saying like rebels will go after you. So maybe rebels go after her family and she's like on the fence and Aspen's a rebel. And so, but then they go after her, the rebel faction without Aspen's knowledge, of course, goes after her family, Duh. kills her sister or her dad because her dad is a very sympathetic character. Um, yeah. So one of those two. And then she's like, that's like the breaking point for her and Aspen. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, I, I didn't know. Like, the cause is still just. And she's like, um, actually, fuck you. Now I'm going to do everything yeah, in my power you. to They're destroy terrorists. you. Yeah. yeah. I could see that happening. Okay. So then, here you go. <laughs> Drum roll, please. <laughs> Not that I haven't already done this. It's okay. <laughs> but what's the twist? Okay. So I think the twist is that Aspen is... One going to come to the palace. You know, fuck it. I'm just going to lay out the plot. So here's what happens. She's at the palace or whatever. She's doing the competition. She has her dates with Maxim and realizes that he's not what he seems. She's kind of like halfway in love with him. And then Aspen shows up and ruins everything by being there. Um, causing the love triangle to reignite. So now she's one in a love triangle, can't decide between these two people, and two, in danger, because if she's fraternizing with someone who's not the prince, it's against the rules. Right. And then she's going to find out that Aspen is a rebel, um, and he's going to basically use his emotionally manipulative techniques to convince her to try to help him, like, bring down the monarchy. Okay. Um, Which I think she will probably kind of half-heartedly go along with for a while, while she's still falling in love with Maxim, mm-hmm. um, something will happen, like her family gets attacked or um, Aspen attacks them. But I think it's probably more likely that unrelated rebels attack her family and somebody gets gravely injured or dies. And she confronts Aspen and says, what the fuck? Yeah. And he's like, but it's still a just cause. I'm so sorry, but whatever and she's like all right i'm gonna dump the zero and get with the hero um and like fully commits to being with max and now in terms of the the reality tv show part i think it's gonna be hard for her to get to know maxim because of the cameras he's got to like be on for his family when they're on and so she kind of has some internal struggles with which is the real one the one i see when we're alone or the one i see when we're on camera Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be more the part about the competition that ca- and where things. do you and where do you think it's going to be at the end of this book? <sighs> I think. Well, okay. So I know that she makes it into the elite, obviously. Um, I think it's going to be maybe. I mean, she has to. There's three <sighs> books. <laughs> the second yeah, one's okay, called the fine. Elite. She 
Fine. She gets into the elite. Right. So I think the probably the end of this book, the like part that's going to be keeping us reading or whatever is she's supposed to go. Like I said earlier, she's like a token minority, a token lower mm-hmm. caste person. Um, she's supposed to go at a certain round. She's never supposed to make it into the elite because it's all rigged. Um, but and so there's like a nail biting kind of scene where they're announcing who made it into the elite and Maxon pulls the strings he can to get her into the elite. So it's like okay. a joyful thing, but also now everyone is still in danger because she's continuing to be part of this world. This. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I like all of this. Um, it's probably wrong, I wanted- but I also think it would be a good story. So <laughs> fair enough. That's, that's what we're that's doing. What we always we're rewriting do. the books. Um, why is this story from America's perspective? Why is she important? I think it's from her perspective because she is that token lower caste person that they included. Um, yeah. And she's not supposed to win, but because of some internal value that she has, like she's compelling to Maxim in some way. She like goes mm-hmm. beyond where she's supposed to. So she's like an outlier. Yeah. Yeah. And she offers him probably a different perspective. Right. And I think also it's told from her perspective because she has this connection to Aspen, who is part of the rebels. So we kind of see the conflict through her. Through her. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Um, So you've already mentioned Hunger Games. Yeah. But what other stories does this remind you of? Definitely the uglies. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Like, really? Um, It kind of, I mean, it reminds me of The Bachelor, obviously. Um, right. And like those dating competition reality shows. I didn't really ever watch The Bachelor, but I watched the like pa- almost parody versions like um, like the Monica Lewinsky <laughs> mask. Mr. 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 Personality. You one. know, like the fla- like flavor of love or like. Oh, um, yeah. Tila Do you know about the Monica Lewinsky Mr. Personality no. one? So. Um, back in the early 2000s, Monica Lewinsky hosted a reality TV show that was called Mr. Personality, and all the men wore masks, and they were not allowed to take off their mask until the end of the, she chose somebody, and it was supposed to be all based off of personality. It lasted four episodes, and then bombed. They didn't even finish the season? Nope. Oh my god. That's really bad. It's bad. Yeah, no, but like the MTV versions, I watched those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that kind of dating reality show, um, with the cattiness and whatever. I'm starting to really think I could do a, these books are the same with Hunger Games and Selection. Now that I'm thinking about there's it. There's a lot. There's the, rea- there's the reality TV show mix. There's the love triangle. There's the girl from a lower cast rebel who gets like thrust up. There's a little sister. Into, there's a little sister that, you know, there's, you know, this sort of familial obligation. Mm-hmm to it she's you know kind of winning over the hearts of people when she shouldn't be you know like she's kind of defying that um expectation yeah um and for reasons i can't say anything (laughs) the third book is pretty spot on too so this will be interesting (laughs) yeah so i think um those are the main ones that i kind of come to mind Mm mm-hmm it's definitely, like you said, a romance. And I also think it's worth noting that Aspen, while he's clearly emotionally abusive to us, isn't that far off from other, like, earlier written romance heroes. Yeah. Like, that's not something that's been frowned upon in the, like, rec- like not recent recent, but, you know, living memory. Like, Eight years ago. Well, I'm just saying, like, in, in like the tr- in true like in adult romance novels, like there's a lot of there's oh, a lot yeah. of heroes that are like that, and I don't read those romance novels, but they exist. So, yeah, it just is a really, oh, God, it just it makes my poor little heart hurt that there are these examples. Like, you know, you go back and you haven't read Twilight, but you go back and read <laughs> Twilight, and it's like, no, Edward was never the healthy relationship. Yeah. Even I know that Jacob was way healthier. Right. And she didn't pick it. And it's just like, shit, what were we telling ourselves at the time? 
Exactly. You know, we used to think it was so romantic when we'd get lines like uh, Bella's mom meets uh, meets Edward for the first time. And there's this kind of well-known line about him being a satellite to her. Oh, like he's always around her. Well, he always turns and always has his eye on oh, her. Sure. Like he follows he's her. He's creepy as hell. Sure. Yeah. Go on. Right. But she uses it as a compliment. Like his attention's always on you. Right. He's really like focused. Like he can't take like, his eyes off you, but yeah, in a really but, extreme way. Yeah. And I remember my mom used it once for me and my early boyfriend. And I thought that was really creepy. And I remember being like, well, I don't want anybody watching me all the time. And but I didn't say anything because it was supposed to be romantic that like you're supposed to have this full man's attention and no one else's or something. And I don't know why. Well, and there's also this idea of romanticizing the provider, right? Like, which I have never found romantic. I'm like, fuck you. I can do my own yeah, shit. I, yeah. Personally, I'm more like, hey, let's be partnership. Like, yeah, that makes me happy. But whenever it's like, I'm going to provide for you and and so, sure, that's fine. You can provide for me if you have the means. But then when it steps into the realm of, like, and you are not allowed to contribute. Problem. That's where we problem. have the problem. Mayday. Yeah. Mayday. SLS. SLS. Like, it's really, that's where, like, the alarms start going off. And that's when I DNF books. Like. Yeah. If I'm reading a romance novel and that because that's the attitude of the protagonist, even if I think he's going to redeem himself later. I'm yeah. usually like, mm, no, I don't actually think so. Well, you have other options. It could be Maxim or, you know, your soldier out of the woodwork. So it's not going to be. Okay. It's going to be Aspen. I just know it. I mean, okay. there's, I mean, it has to be like, I want it to be a third party, but it's, I don't think it's going to be. It's yeah. not. <laughs> I think he's going to show up at the palace. I've, and, like, I've had a book battle. I've had a book battles question that's literally, here are love triangles. Tell me what book they're right. from. And I've listed Maxim, America, and Aspen. Yeah. So, so that was a yeah. pipe dream that I'm not even going to try to ride. There's no way. It's okay. If it makes you feel better, <laughs> in I'll spoil you for the, the spinoff series, um, it is a third-party person. Oh, really? There's like she ends up picking. She starts mm-hmm. out with one, with two, and then ends up with a third yep nice and it's kind of the best fucking thing ever well that's cool yeah but the ending of that one is fucked too <laughs> Kira Cass and I don't do well on our endings but we're gonna we're gonna chug along as it has is has she so. read or written other books she has a new book coming out in February oh she does Mm-hmm. she wrote so she has the selection series and then she wrote this one called the siren which was a standalone oh yeah and then now she's got a whole new thing coming out in February. February, April-ish. The Betrothed. Collins. Is that what it's called? Yeah, which looks like the same thing. Well, they all look like the same thing. Even the Siren, which is about, like, fucking mermaids, looks like it has a girl with Anastasia's dress all spun out and on, you know, on the beach. Um, they all look the same. The, her branding is very on point. Yeah. It's the same fucking cover artist or whatever, so. Yeah, it's a love triangle. I'm reading the description for the new one. There's a love triangle with a king and a commoner. Oh, my gosh. Yep. <sighs> it's very similar. I'm going to read it because I'm trash, but <laughs> I already asked I asked our rep for an arc. I was like, can I get that, like, ASAP? She's like, I'll send you a bound manuscript. And I was like, fuck yeah, you're the best. A would-be king, a handsome young king, a perfect match, or is it? Wow, it sounds yeah. like the same book. It's trash. I'm trash. It's, it's fine. I'm trash for other um, things. There's probably not this. It's my Bachelor-centric world. Like, I just... I'm so trash for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette because it is just legalized human experimentation and it is the stupidest thing ever. And I don't know why it's my vice, but I, it is and whatever. So, <laughs> um, that's what's happening there. Um, but you, you, let's let's talk about um, another podcast other than our <gasps> okay. own. Okay. Yeah. So, there's this really awesome podcast um called so it is told yes so it is told is a weekly podcast where today's comedians travelers and all-around amateurs discuss yesterday's fables myths and fairy tales and they say hashtag laugh lore which i think is hysterical um it's a really funny podcast and it's very much why i picked it was because it has a lot to do with what we were talking about earlier of this like old expectations and like does it hold up Mm -hmm. Um, 
And this is very much like that. And it's funny. And here's their promo. What it is, everyone. I'm Jacob Meza, the host of the podcast, So It Is Told. Each week, I read a new folk tale or fairy tale with a local comedian and or world traveler. Like your drunk grandma reading a bedtime story, their suspense. Oh my God, they are cannibals. Magic. <laughs> and all around madness. They're birthing hips. Available on any mainstream podcast directory. F- 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 fresh. <laughs> so yes. Check out, subscribe to So It Is Told. I know it's on Stitcher and Apple, and you guys should just go listen to it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, yes, it's 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 great. So um, that is our promo for another lit podcast. It is not technically – it's like literature because, like, Grimm's fairy tales and yeah. shit, but I don't care. I think it fits. No, it totally is. Um, right? Exactly. Um, so please, once again, join our book club. Now go post your own predictions now that you've read the first several, like the first 75, 80 pages with us. We'd love to hear what you think. Yeah, if you're reading for the first time, go post predictions. If you're, if you haven't read it or if you've already read it before, you're rereading with us or you just remember it really well. um, You can also go post on the predictions page and reference how vaguely, how poorly I did. Um, That's always fun too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah it's okay i don't i don't think i think this one i think i give you a tricky one really because it is split into three books and it shouldn't be like, right realistically speaking like it's one plot arc like it should be one book yes yes the selection the elite and the one should all be one book and then the heir and the crown should all be one book yeah like, so i feel like what i what i've if i've done anything correctly in my predictions it's probably series more than i don't know like yeah. And then book specific, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, probably, but that's okay. Like I said, my prediction for this is you're going to hate it, and we're going to end up spoiling everything else for the next three books, four books <laughs> in this universe. So. I love it. Yes, we're going to spend all of the December in this messed up world of an alternative America. Um right. Great, great. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. I know. Doesn't she also just, I feel like they all have the dumbest names. Oh, yeah, they're bad. Yeah. And also, like, really... America Singer. really brought back the, like, trope of being named after the thing you do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. They, they what did. What was Aspen's last name? Um, It's Aspen. Is it the same um, for him? I don't remember. Do-do. But she is America Singer, and it's Aspen... Aspen Ledger. Oh, so, yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah, because he's, like, a, he, like, scribes for people. He does. Yeah, it's dumb. She's. It's not unique. <laughs> we'll see how I feel in two weeks. I might yeah. be screaming. I think in one of the later books you find out why America's named America, and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's an ancient history. But we all know, actually, that their real names are Aspen the Asshole and Mushy Maxim. Yeah, Mushy Maxim, Aspen the Asshole, and America yep. the Airhead, maybe. Yeah. Don't know yet. Can't tell. Don't know I haven't yet. seen any of her Can't personality tell. other than I love Aspen. Yeah, we'll find out later. <laughs> All right. I'm Kale. I'm Allison. Keep making novel predictions. Bye. Bye. Bye.